to the Runner X Podcast, where we talk about all things running. As many runners know, it's 90% mental. So join Coach Valerie and Coach Caroline as we go through the mental side of running. Welcome back to the Runner X Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Caroline, and I'm here with Coach Valerie. Coach Valerie, let's talk about heart rate. That is such a big deal. And you and I were talking about it recently, that whole, like, you have to do what 220 minus my age is my is that my maximum heart rate like how does that work so that's it that's called the the, the old carbonin formula so for men it's 220 minus the age for women 226 and the idea behind it and this is important guys I, i'm a kines major from i went to you know, ut austin 30 years ago it's been that long i graduated yeah. <laughs> 19, I, I graduated 1994 isn't that wild yeah. Um, so here's the thing. So at, at that time, when, when this when this formula was done and he readily says it, admits it, that it was just to get a baseline of, of a max heart rate, because right. there's no way you can unless you're going to measure everyone with a cardiogram. So that was the baseline. So what they discovered and this was years and years ago, they discovered that when when endurance athletes work at a certain percentage of their heart rate how much fat are they burning versus carbohydrate? This was a, a study that was done years and years ago and probably with about 10 uh, grad students <laughs> in a university, by the way. So what happened is that, under, so what happened is they started to see a different, a different percentages of heart rate. Like I'm saying, there, there seemed to be a different uh, fat burning capability versus cardiovascular. The higher the heart rate, the more cardio, the more uh, carbohydrate you're using in the cardio the lower the heart rate, the more fat. So then exercise physiologists were like, oh my gosh, we need to tell all of these people that are exercising to work at a lower heart rate to burn more fat. Wow. Doesn't that sound like <laughs> it makes sense? I mean, but you yeah. remember, you have to look at things perspective wise, meaning they didn't have another standard, right? Mm -hmm. So it made sense to say, wow, wouldn't you rather burn 60% fat because you want to be a fat burner, right? Doesn't right. that make sense? Exactly. Uh -huh. So mm -hmm. what were they not thinking? What they didn't take into consideration was, well, the problem is if I go at a lower heart rate, which means lower intensity, which means slower. So we're just going to use running. Okay. So this is what started to happen. People thought, oh, I need to run slower. So I'll burn more fat. I'll need to work at a lower heart rate to burn more fat. Well, what they didn't realize is that when you do that, you're also burning way less calories. So if I just ex extend it, expend it in the same amount of time, going lower and slower, basically 50 calories. Say I worked out for, let's go, I, I worked out for 30 minutes and then I burned 50 calories. And they're 60% they're fat, but 60% of 50. I go out for the same run, not worrying about my heart rate, but just running a regular run and maybe a higher heart rate and burning a hundred calories. And maybe it wasn't 60% fat. Maybe it was 50, 50, 50, 50 carb, 50 fat, which workout really had the more fat burning, the higher calorie. Right. Right. So they, it's like they missed part of the equation. And remember I was around for all of this. So <laughs> they were telling us, and I used to work in a fitness, uh, the adult fitness center at, at the college guys, when you do the, fitness classes let's work on sorry about that let's work on 
trying to get people in that fat burning zone. But what we realized very quickly is that trying to keep people so low, they were not getting, they weren't even, they weren't exerting enough. So it really wasn't the best way overall to burn fat. What they found over the years, guys, is that they found you've got to work at all the levels. You've got to sometimes work at a really higher level, the heart rate, because the heart's a muscle. So to strengthen Mm -hmm. a muscle, it needs to be exerted. It needs to be loaded. So if you stay too low all the time, it never really gets stimulated. So then they started throwing in, we went from that 60, 40 burn immediately to HIIT training. You guys remember that? HIIT training. Yes. So then you'd get the heart rate up for like 30 seconds and then you'd let it recover. Then you get the heart rate up and then you'd let it recover. And honestly, to this day still, they have found that the blending of both is the best. So absolutely, you need to go out sometimes and do workouts where you don't feel like you're about to pass out, right? You Mm -hmm. you should be able to go run for an hour, two hours. No problem for people. But you have to do some training in those higher intensity zones to really become more efficient at any heart rate. Mm -hmm. And that's the challenge because say you're newer to exercise or every time you go out and you're wearing a monitor. And that monitor starts to tell you your heart rate's high, but you feel fine. What do you do? I mean, we go by feel. We found, by the way, guys, even 30 years ago (laughs) in the lab when I was studying this, we had 99% better results with people using what's called rating of perceived exertion rather than actually letting them see their heart rates. Wow. Because as soon as they saw the number, they would panic. Oh my gosh, it's too high. I'm not burning. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then on the other end, when we didn't have the monitor on them and they would just tell us, they all went to a higher level without feeling it. So we really, we really, we really try to educate people on it's okay to use heart rate for data, Uh not to, um, not as a director. Okay. Is that a good way to say it? Yeah. No, that is. That's Yeah. Like we just had a runner tell us that she felt so good. She was out running. She felt great. Her pulse felt light and quick. But then she looked at her heart rate monitor and her heart rate said she was high and she just panicked. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, all of your body signals are telling you you're fine. Right. So if you're going to let that uh, heart rate affect you, right your movement, it's going to, it's going to affect your intensity and it's going to affect your potential because the better you get at movement, the more efficient you get. So if you keep practicing, you know, your movement correctly, what was hard in the beginning isn't as hard as you go. So if you never let yourself exert, you never go over that hump basically of what it feels like and running is cardio. Mm -hmm. So like, if you're not really breathing, are you really doing cardio? Right. Exactly. Running, running. Yeah. (laughs) And there used to be easy guys. (laughs) Well, and there used to be this fear when I taught a lot of, uh, we used to call them aerobics. I was an aerobics teacher and in the aerobics room, when I first started, they would say every stop at the 20 minute mark and have everyone take their heart rate, do two fingers on the wrist or two fingers on the neck. And then they'll all shout their numbers out at you. And then you go, great, let's keep going. I'm not kidding. (laughs) Like I did that probably once or twice. And I thought, what are we doing? <laughs> Instead, what I would say to people, how are we doing? And they go, woo. And I go, all right, let's keep going. Because right. people were so scared. When these studies came out with the fat burning, 
now they call them zones, but back in the day, they just called them fat burning zones. Now it's zone one, zone two. But what happens um, <laughs> when you get people to let go again of that external, because the, all the people in the aerobics class would be standing there with their hands on their wrists. Like, can we please start doing the class again? <laughs> right. There was this right. fear. There was a fear that people would think, I don't want to go anaerobic. I used to hear this all the time. I want to make sure I'm not, I want to do aerobic because aerobic is fat burning and anaerobic is sugar burning, not fat. And I would say, well, first of all, you can't even be anaerobic for past two minutes. And you've been in my aerobics class for 30. So I think you're fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's the same thing in running. How are you anaerobic? You're out running unless you're fully sprinting on a track. So people got very confused on what that really meant. And so they turned it into kind of a conversational pace. And I'm like, guys, if you can talk while you're running, are you really running? You know what I mean? Like you should right. be slightly uncomfortable. You shouldn't feel like you're about to faint, but you shouldn't feel like you can just like this, like I can just talk. Right, right. You should be, yeah, you should feel the exertion. But I like the fact that we have to remember that like if she felt good, she felt great, she felt like she had a great run. And the only thing that affected her was when she looked at the data and made the assumption that somehow that was too high. And I think that's, I think that's, does us a disservice, right? It puts us on that line with, we're putting ourselves, comparing ourselves to everybody else like this. Oh, this means it's too high. Well, like you said, it may not be too high for her. She probably, she quite possibly came back down to a, a, resting her resting heart rate within a matter of seconds right you know um and that right and that's key so that that's guys this is interesting thank you for saying that caroline what's more important than how high your heart rate gets is how fast it comes back down right. so in in running or in endurance 120 is the recovery heart rate and this is we're talking about people that you guys if you think you have heart issues go to a doctor right we're right. talking about just regular run just regular i'm just out for my run if you see your heart rate whatever your heart rate goes up to and you stop running and you just watch your heart rate drop by 90 seconds it should be 120. that's important so you're the the, the faster you recover the fitter you actually are that's what's interesting. So we get so stuck on what my heart rate is while I'm exerting. You need to see how quick does my heart rate come back down. Right. And what's funny is in college, we would say, especially if you guys ever went to college and were late for class and you're running, <laughs> right? You're running to get into yeah. the classroom. So if you run, run, run to get in the classroom and sit down and 10 minutes later, you're still breathing hard, probably a problem. If you run right. to the classroom and you sit down and you put your books down and you're like, whoo, I made it, but you're fine. You see, that's when you know your heart is actually really fit. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so that's what I tell people. Stop worrying about what's going on other than listen to your own body. You know, like, guys, none of us, if we're out there and our heart rate shoots up too high or we're breathing too hard, we just naturally slow down. You know, it's very yeah. rare, right, that you're running at a point where you cannot maintain. Most people, it's not the heart rate that's limiting them from moving you know and if it's hard to breathe what should you do exhale breathe yeah open your mouth get some air in that was the yeah. other thing right she was trying to control her breathing remember that she yeah. said my heart rate went up and she <laughs> was trying to tell she was trying to only breathe her, through, through she was trying to only breathe right she was trying to only breathe through her nose again be careful with some of these gimmicks yeah. 
That's you know, what I was going to say. Is, uh, you know, I feel I feel bad because it's it's kind of what we're told. It's an article we could read. This sounds really interesting. You know, I've heard I should do it this way. All of those things that that come up. Um, but no, that's no, that's dangerous. Please don't. <laughs> Well, but you're also, to... you're also not listening to yourself because like, right. for example, there's nothing wrong with, with practicing breathing and hundred percent right. people do yoga. We, we, we recognize, we do breath drills. Breathing is fantastic. When you're running, it is all about the breath. It's a cardiovascular exercise. Why would you limit your breath? Doesn't make any sense. Right. So be very careful. Like when you're running, you need to be connecting with your breathing. And so again, if you're trying to control breath, you're controlling movement, you're not running anymore. That the freedom of running is just to let your body run and connect with your breathing, connect with your movement. And so we love to say, use your, uh, use your watch for data, but not as your, your, your watch is not your coach. <laughs> you're, you right. know, listen to your coach and listen to your body's cues and then use that watch for data. 100%. So guys, thank you so much for joining us. And if you have any questions for us that you'd like us to answer on the podcast, go ahead and reach out to support at runrx.fit. That's support at runrx.fit. And we would love to answer it here on the podcast. We're always looking for ideas. And usually we get them from you guys uh, when you post a question, even on our social media channels. So you can do that as well. Um, but if you have something that you're like, well, what about this? And how do I do that? Please feel free to... to ask us a question. It's a great way to uh, learn more about Valerie and myself and the RunRx system and how we do things. And we would love to uh, help you out. Thanks guys. Thank you for joining us on the RunRx podcast. If you'd like to know more, join us at www.runrx.fit. And if you have additional questions that you'd like answered on the podcast, email us at support at runrx.fit. 